0: Welcome to Unravelling Midlife. I'm your host, Sarah Spence. Thanks for joining me as I explore my own astrological midlife by speaking with all sorts of inspiring people about their life and work. Astrological midlife relates to Western astrology transits that run from the mid 30s to the mid 40s for everyone. Each of the four main midlife transits have an overall theme though details vary by generation and by individual. If you're new to the show, welcome. You can follow me on social media as Sarah Marlow Spence, and you're welcome to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. At the end of the episode, I share a track of my original music. There's a link to my website in the show notes where you can find details of upcoming events, which often include music gigs or kirtan, joyful chanting, Uh, And at the moment, dream workshops. Today's show. For today's show, which I booked in quite a way in advance, and I was really hoping that Spirit would say to Franchelle to accept, and it did, yay, Um, I've been really looking forward to for quite some time. Franchelle of Soski is a spiritual teacher, multi award winning vibrational medicine specialist, a fully trained and qualified professional clinical hypnotherapist, astrologer, healer, medicine woman, high priestess, ritual shamaness, and she's the author of two books on sacred plant medicine and eighth ray ritual magic. She has highly developed clairvoyant and supersensory abilities and psychic gifts. And experiences a multi-dimensional reality, as she touches on in our interview. I've been a student of Franchelle's now for eight years, via her Medicine Woman Center for Shamanic and Esoteric Studies, and I can highly recommend the multiple options for delving into self that are on offer. Frenchal, welcome to Unraveling Midlife. It has been. Quite some anticipation as you were originally on my list of people almost two years ago that I wrote down, thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could talk to these people? And here we are. Here we are. So tell us, tell us about you.
1: Well, I really wouldn't know where to start. I mean, it's been an incredibly big life. Uh, and when you first invited me to speak on the on on your unravelling midlife podcast i thought well i didn't really think it would be a good fit because to me well if i was thinking about midlife it sort of seemed like a long long time ago so it's not as if i'm going through midlife now that was a very it seems a very long time ago, and also because I had this strange relationship with time. So you know, midlife is sort of clock time and and chronos time and physical body time and the things that happen to the physical body. And so my world is really uh, first foot forward as kairos time, which is soul time and 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 spirit time. So when I think of years, or or how old am I, and and what happened when, I find that very very difficult because one, I don't think in a linear um, in a linear way anyway. So to start trawling back as to what happened when, um, it's like well, it's been and it's gone, and I'm here now, and so so all these things went through my mind in terms of um, why you know what would i have to say that could possibly be of any interest to your to your listeners and then of course my life as you know is spirit directed and spirit said front up do it and so here i am um following in true obedience and 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 following the next piece in this wonderful mosaic that that is life
0: well thank you spirit because even that answer <laughs> gives us, I don't know, a little taster of thinking about things in a different way than we might in the day-to-day. I know, I mean, unraveling midlife, I'm asking people about midlife, but really I'm unraveling my own by having interesting conversations. Mm. So you don't have to talk too much about midlife if you don't want to. But I I was quite fascinated when I looked at your midlife dates, because they did seem to be the run-up to your release of the first light flower essences. Mm. Mm.
1: Well, it's funny because before just yesterday, I thought, oh, I better do some preparation for 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 um for this podcast. So I googled, you know, what is a midlife crisis because I don't really think I had one. Oh, cool. Um, I, I sort of think my whole life, in many ways, been a series a, a crisis. Um, mm-hmm. and what when I say that, what I mean is that. I think the Chinese character for for the word crisis is opportunity. So I think I think that crisis is an opportunity. And so the if if I think about um, say from an astrological point of view, I've got Saturn on, on midheaven. So sort of a Saturn transit around mid, you know the Saturn transit around midlife wasn't kind of really a big deal for me because with Saturn on the ascendant. The pressure, the responsibility, self-sufficiency—you um, know, being placed in pressure cooker type situations and having to rely upon upon oneself, sort of, with, and not on external appearance or or people—is uh, very familiar to me. And I think that, if anything, with with the Saturn transit occurring around midlife, I really think that that's an invitation or an opportunity for 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 people to to go inward. I think all of the tra- I think transits full stop are an invitation to you know an invitation uh, to make a transition, to make a change in consciousness, to make a, a, a move in consciousness, and I can remember when I first uh, was, um, when I first discovered astrology or, or astrology discovered me or called me because I really do think that that's what what happened and, um, and I studied for a long time on my own, you know, with, with my teacher but on my own and then I sort of got the call to go out and meet with other astrologers and I found it really I, I sort of wanted to scream inside really um, you know I'd sit in I'd sit in at conferences or be asked to speak at conferences or or meet with other astrologers and 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 there was this big disconnect for me because I mean this is a long time ago maybe things have changed I don't know but astrology seemed to me to be very heady it was all a um, you know and very this will happen to you and um, very mental approach and a very fatalistic approach and to me a you know very dry approach so where was soul in this I didn't see soul I didn't see transits being and you know, um, spoken about or thought about as an opportunity for soul as an invitation for soul it was all very much kind of the external of what will happen to you physically or in your life or your relationships as opposed to what does this transit want what does this planet want so very early on i knew i traditional astrology or astrology that was sort of mainstream wasn't where i what i wanted to 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 do or how or how astrology was a a living thing for me, that 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 the planets as aspects of my psyche, that every transit was an invitation to embrace an aspect of my psyche. So I better embrace Saturn, right? Because if I didn't, with a Saturn transit, Saturn's gonna come knocking, crashing down my front door. So if Saturn's going to be a house guest for the X amount of time that it's it's transiting for, then open the door. Hi, Saturn. What do you want? You know, um, you, you know, you're my roommate. You're my house guest, and there's that. That's the dance, you know. So that's always how uh, you yeah, my relationship with transits has been. Um, instinctively and intuitively, right from the word go, where there wasn't anywhere to run, there wasn't anywhere to go, there wasn't anything to blame. There was just be with this 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 experience that that um, was, you know, had had landed in, in my life, you might say, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So um, you know the 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 you know the power of of transits. I think obviously at that midlife time, um, are for many people probably really intense. I didn't have I didn't have I had a lot of things happen. I had a lot of things happen, um, but I didn't have any. Um, <clears throat> I didn't have any crises in consciousness or or look in the mirror and think oh my god I'm getting old or fat or ugly it just because it wasn't where my uh, what my life was about anyway my and as I said I mean satin on the ascendant makes in a, in a very strong 12th house makes for a very rich inner life so for as long as I can remember that inner life has been the focus so whatever was happening to me externally was sort of Wasn't really the, you know, wasn't really anything at some level because it wasn't where, you know, there wasn't me, it was an aspect of me. So uh, I think that the, you know, that the the transits aren't just fait accompli, it's never been that way for me, that life's dealt me many, many, many challenges and, and particularly. And and potentially soul destroying situations. And I mean, you know, I've got a strong Scorpio, strong Pluto. So it hasn't been a cakewalk. Um, It's it's been very, very challenging. And I think situations that I've faced that would have just, could have, you know, destroyed somebody who didn't have that um, inner resilience or, or spiritual resilience that I had. But for me, they were always an invitation to go deeper. And I think with midlife that if we haven't gone, if we've avoided going within, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm speaking generally, you know, I'm speaking generally here, but I think if we have avoided going within, if if we haven't gone there, then then I do think it's gonna be harder because. That yeah, you know, that invitation to, to to go deeper, to become richer. Uh, I love I love Rumi. Uh, I love Rumi poems. And one of the ones that I just I just absolutely love is you know, the story, or maybe it's Rumi, I don't know but anyway. I love the story where the you know the great cook, and excuse me if I get the story quite wrong, but, you know, I've got my own twist on it perhaps, um, where, you know, the great cook has got this pot and the pot's full of chickpeas and that water gets heated up and, you know, the chickpeas start cooking and one of the chickpeas wants to jump out, um, you know, complaining to the great cook that it's too hot, it's too hot, let me out of the pot. And, of course, the, the, the cook, great cook just keeps pushing with the spoon, pushing the the chickpea back in the pot and saying, you know, how else will you become, you know, rich and flavorsome and and kind of edible and 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 I think that's that's what transits are and and they are an opportunity to become richer and deeper and and to of course, the more that we do that, that's why I like that 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 story because it is about food, and it's like the more we can do that and and become richer and deeper and get get the take the pressure cooker of Saturn or the or the you know the disintegration of Neptune, or the wounds of Chiron. Um, the more we can take those and cook them up, um, then not only are we richer, but what we're able to give to others, the, the food that we, when I say food, when we give of ourself, I mean, this is the age of the great mother energy, which is about that nourishing. So every connection we have with another soul is an opportunity for that soul to be enriched or nourished in some way. But we can only do that to the degree that we have something to give, otherwise it's just words and a lot of crap and a lot of fluff and a lot of big fat nothing. But, um, you know, or, or things that we've just, re- like like um, parrots repeating that we've heard, but you know, if we are able to 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 draw from our own wellspring, then 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 the world is going to be a better place. but you know we can't do that unless we've done done you know done the work. So I'd say I didn't have a midlife crisis. i I, or I particularly unravel, i I had very, very intense experiences. That, that took me deeper and 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 made me richer and and strengthened my relationship with soul and 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 tempered my spirit. So that is is um you know and and when I was ready, <laughs> then of course the 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 gifts in terms of first light flower essences. Yes, and and it was around um, 1999. So yes, um, when I was ready, and I don't say when I say I was ready, it's when spirit activated me. I I liken it to uh, pulling, a, a switching on a switch. And so what I mean by that is that since I was about 15 or 16, the the, the world of whether it be tarot, astrology. Uh, I was sort of slam dunked at a very early age. I had to be self-sufficient, I had to um, support myself at 15. Wow. So I, I I was in a situation where I didn't have family, I didn't have um, I didn't have relatives, so I was on my own. So from a very early age that that um, uh, sink or swim, you might say, and and draw upon um, If if the external world isn't supportive, then then the spiritual world certainly was supportive. And so uh, that began my journey into my love, my my love of of the unseen realm, the spiritual world, um, and all of the tools associated with that tarot, astrology, um, flower essences, because they went hand in hand, I was working with astrology and flower essences very, very early on, um, and so, but and so I I had been seeing clients for many, many years and involved in this world for many years, but it wasn't really until about that that, that period, about um, you know nineteen ninety whatever it was, when I would say that my switch got activated. So. While I'd been making flower essences, um, I'd been seeing clients. It wasn't till then that, and I I saw it in vision that it was like, okay, plugged in, you're good to go. And that's when things got very serious in terms of the offerings or or the divine children that have been birthed through me. Uh, So really, I think that whole life. The, the preparation, you know, that led up to um, first light flower essences being birthed into the world, and medicine, and Shamanic and esoteric studies, um, aether magic, porter alchemica, esoteric Hypnosis, training academy. They're all the work. They're all um, uh, about soul. They're all about like supporting the soul. To meet what, um, to, you know, to meet what the challenges or the situations that 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 life brings us. Um, so, yes, I, I, um, as I say, I, I, I learned very early on that there with the transits that that there was no point trying to resist them. Just, just. What's the dance? Okay, what's the dance? And I saw it in vision once, Sarah, uh, where there were these songs and the transits were like songs and and the cycles of the transits were like songs. And you know how a song, a piece of music lasts for a certain time, doesn't it? Mm. And so I understood right, they were, they're songs and that The objective is to, and what's the song that you know to hear? What's the song that's playing? And then to sing as loud as you can with that song, you know, to to learn the words and, and sing as loud as you can with that song because it's only going to last for a certain time. And once it's finished, then another song or other ones are going to be playing and and And, you need to be with with those as well.
0: So what so, do you do when mm. there's overlapping songs? Because you're talking about your Saturn mm. transit and and how it, it and the effect of that. Mm. and yeah. And I know that I'm in Uranus opposition, but I've also got a Pluto transit going on over here, and this one over here, and like, yeah. sometimes it feels like there's a cacophony of songs i mean how do you dance yeah. sing really loudly with one when another one I love that I love
1: time? that so you think about a song right some now you're a musician so sometimes you're just gonna sing with your voice right
2: mm.
1: sometimes you might pick up your guitar mm-hmm. sometimes you might sometimes you might sing with other musicians play with other musicians so it's like the, uh, the music of the spheres mm. sometimes you're kind of understanding what i'm saying now so we've got the song and sometimes a song just might be one planet going be one planet and sometimes that song that piece of music that celestial music involves other planets as well
2: i think i've
0: been thinking in the head about them as separate and when you were talking about, no, no. about like a DJ different yeah. genres kind of all going on together. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and I mean we have we that that same um image that I saw of the songs also applies to situations. You know, because the transits are always associated usually with situations, aren't they? Um, not sometimes it's internal sometimes it's external sometimes it's a configuration a combination of them both Um, so uh, yes that they're they're these amazing songs that we can dance to and sing to and um, you know it's it's alchemy isn't it it's it's an alchemical process sometimes if if pluto's kind of um, got a solo in the song pluto might have a solo for a while long while you, you understanding what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. I, I where sometimes solos can go on if you listen to um, a, a, a band and the, and the guitarist gets to do a solo, sometimes that solo can go on forever. So if Pluto's doing a solo in the midst of the song, then um that's that's what's going on. Pluto's doing a solo.
0: It's a bit of a solo <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right <laughs> so um yeah the, the the dancing with with the planets um,
0: so so you mentioned also um the effect when you're talking about your your astrological midlife kind of time, you mentioned that it was about the soul lessons and the transits, and then you mentioned something about tempered by spirit or something like that what did you mean
1: um what did i say because i don't have the I, top of mind that remembers what
0: i what i've said so can you please repeat it for me it, it's um you said something about soul and then uh tempered i think it was by spirit but i'd have to listen to oh, the recording oh, later. Right. S-
1: <laughs> so so if we come back to, big big topic, big question, um, right, if we come back to the chakras, which is not such a big leap from our conversation because the chakras are associated with these seven ancient planets anyway. And so and the chakras and the seven ancient planets are associated with metals. And so the objective of alchemy or the objective of, 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 of well, I say, spiritual alchemy um, is that we are purifying the metals, purifying the chakras, purifying the metals. And so if you think about it, tempering is associated with metals. You know, tempering will put, say, a sword into the fire. Uh-huh. You see? So so we're an instrument for um, for, for for divinity. We're, we're uh, to purpose good in the world, which is how I understand what I understand I'm here for, one and an only reason to purpose good in the world. Um, then I want to be the, the the you know the purest the purest instrument that I can be. So so the situations or the situations that transits. Are that opportunity to achieve to achieve that? So if we look at Saturn, right? Okay, here's the sword, here's this piece of metal, here's the sword. And so bang, bang, bang on the anvil with Saturn, right? So we're kind of being pressured or banged pushed into shape, you know, pushed in, into, into into a shape. We think of, okay, Pluto, fire. The sword gets put in the fire to be heated. Uh, we look at Neptune, which is the water. Then the sword gets thrust into the water, and so all of that designed to strengthen, um, uh, to strengthen and and make strong the you know the instrument.
0: So how about so you?
1: that's what I meant by that. That, that that heat and we all want to escape don't we uncomfortable transits oh i wish it was over i wish it was over people wish the transits away guilty. you know <laughs> <laughs> instead of what does it want what's going on here what is this process or combination of processes and so that's what i meant by tempering understanding that it that we become indestructible we become indestructible you know, okay, this happens, that happens. Um, you know, we're, we're not our physical body. Um, our spirit becomes
2: indestructible. That's what I mean. I like that. Mm. Mm.
0: So you gave some great analogies with the Neptune soared into the water. Hmm. Do you have one for Uranus, since that's quite topical for me right now and in my <laughs> whole life and in my birth chart?
1: <laughs> well, remember, um, Uranus is, that, um, is changing shape, isn't it? I mean, it is the planet of change. And we put ourselves in boxes, mm. you know, Saturn. We put ourselves in boxes. I'm this, I'm that. And it's always incredibly limiting, and it's usually defined by something outside of ourselves. It's certainly going to be defined by one of the twelve houses. You know, I'm my appearance. Um, oh, I'm my money or my possessions. Or oh, I'm my third house. I'm my mind. I'm my cleverness. You know, or fourth. I'm I'm my family. You know, I'm I'm. Uh, my sense of identity is derived from my family and and so on and on it goes. So we, you know, limit ourselves in terms of, of what defines us. And then along comes Uranus that says to hell with that. Let's kind of, let's demo that. Let's change that up because you aren't more than that. You are not that 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 which you have defined yourself as being. and of course And so that liberation of the human spirit that is that everything, every transit as far as i i I you know understand from my relationship with is 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 geared toward that liberation. Um, Strengthening of the human spirit, liberating of the human spirit, um, particularly in the Aquarian Age, when we're responsible for our own spiritual um, evolution and growth, as opposed to say the Piscean Age, the 2,000 year cycle prior to that, when you know the priest or 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 you know the doctor or whoever it was was the authority, and you know, somebody else would do it for us. Well, you know, sorry, in the Aquarian age, we are responsible for our own spiritual evolution, and the more intelligently we can understand the opportunities for that, the more we can participate. And to me, that's what transits are—they're an opportunity to participate. So Uranus is like busting out of the back cave—you know, it, it's it's breaking out, breaking free, uh, and and shattering. Uh, limited definitions of the self, and and that can be challenging for a lot of people because first of all you've got to know what those limiting definitions are, and most people don't because they're so familiar with them that that they can't separate out limiting definitions of um, what 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 they think they are from, from 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 you know what they are, and those limiting definitions of course come from friends, family as well. I mean they they, they um. And and it, it can be I, I love Uranus transits because there's nothing, you know, suddenly somebody does this and somebody's, you know, suddenly somebody, you know, makes a change in their in their in their life, but it, it hasn't been a sudden thing at all because it's been building up. But I think I see a lot of reactions with Uranus transits. So they're externalizing the change as opposed to the change coming from within first. So, you know, okay, run off with, you know, the boss runs off with the secretary or or the corporate person goes off and, you know, becomes, I don't know, happy on waiheke or, or something. And, and, and uh, you know, I... I'm not saying all hippies go to Waiheke. They might not even be hippies anymore. I don't know. I'm showing my age there when I say hippies. hippies. Yeah, um, yeah. But my point being that Uranus transits, often their changes are externalised, but that's like putting the cart before the horse because the changes have to come from within first. You know, what box am I putting myself in? What box have I allowed others to put me in? And it's time to break out, break, break free, and um, and that that has to come from within
0: first. Like breaking into the queen song.
2: (laughs) That's right, absolutely.
0: (laughs) And it's funny because I I know that I've only kind of just getting into that orb, but I can I can feel change Mm. happening and it's it feels like a real blessing to be able to observe that, as, mm. as well. And so maybe mm. I have been guilty of identifying or wanting the transits to to go faster. But there's mm. this curiosity coming into it. Yeah. What is this? I know that it's on some level that it's quite life changing. And the people mm. that I've talked to in this, it has that that uh, time has sent them in a different direction and I would say that that Mm. was probably true for you because you said you were ready at some point and then it was time to
1: yes yes I was in a so so at at, at say if we're talking about Uranus you know Uranus opposition that you know the big shake-up I was in a situation where I was in a holding pattern you know it was a holding pattern Uh, was a yeah the whole situation was a holding pattern and inside, I was screaming to get out of that situation, I've been screaming for years to get out of a situation. But I knew the time wasn't right. I had to be ready inside.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when I was ready inside, that was it I was gone. You know um, and and kind of changed, um, kind of electrified and galvanized. Now, sometimes I think in sometimes with the transits, and I think perhaps the, the urine, I don't like to generalize with, with them, but, um, but sometimes the Uranus one, um, perhaps more than the others, is there might be somebody comes into the life that wakes, you know, like wakes us up. And so often a relationship. Can come into the life that that wakes us up and uh like sleeping beauty you know sleeping beauty and oh my goodness me you know all of a sudden you know you wake up and I'm not saying that's ideal because ideally we wake up by ourselves ideally we're waking up by ourselves um, and and have followed the the, the clues but What I've seen over and over again out there, say, with clients is often they will kind of, uh, oh, well, you've got to change. It's time to, you know, know, you've got to leave the job or got to leave the relationship. And they'll kind of put that off. Well, I can't leave the relationship because, you know, I've got children or I can't leave my job because I've got a mortgage. So, you know, those urinous stirrings, the stirrings um, are ignored or we, we close our ears to the song trying to sing an old song. Um, and then so if we if if people are ignoring it, then often you know you'll find some external Uranus thing will come in and give them a kick up the backside because they didn't open the door voluntarily to Uranus. So it's really you know that that cracking open of something within us that wants to be free. But redefining what does free mean? You know free is free of some the the true freedom which is associated with Uranus, is that freedom from the constraints within oneself. Sure, we then might make external changes, but it's inside what you know what needs what do we need to be freed from? and and that's um you know, say, just looping back to, say, the esoteric hypnosis training academy which is work of the soul so that's that work of okay liberating the soul from those old stories which are trapping it so that it's free it's liberated to create a new story or to go into the new story that's waiting so sometimes look we're not even aware of what the old stories are because they're so deeply embedded in the psyche and psyche is just another word for soul. We don't even know what they are. So we don't know where to start. We just know, Oh, something's got to change. I've got to change when we've got the Uranus transit. And, and that's, you know, I suppose that's one of my areas of, of, of expertise is right. Okay, well what what wants to change? What is going on here as, as opposed to it's some um, it's some um, loose thing of something's gotta change. I can feel change coming on. Well, we know exactly what it is. We can pinpoint exactly what wants to change at a soul level. It's not difficult
0: but for some who can't see that it would be difficult
1: yeah that's right but you know that's that's right that but that's that's why people train and and that's why I do what I do I mean it isn't just me training people equipping people with the tools to be able to help others to 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 what is that thing so you're not you're not treading water for the whole of the transit I mean I I love it with 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 trans. It's because there's those opportunities. Isn't there? First of all, I've always felt the trans personals come in months before they actually kind of come into awe. So we know they're coming. You know, we can feel their thunder reverberating through the through our through our being. You know, we can feel that movement coming. The
0: base before the rest that, of the life. That's
1: right. Yeah. Absolutely. You're to the ground, you know. (laughs) They're on their way. It's on its way. And um think either wanting to run or or preparing the house for the house guest. And um and so, and then when that house guest comes, okay, there's the arrival and oh my god, it's here. And then you get used to it, and then you're gonna farewell that transit or those, those, those trans you know, those plants. You're gonna farewell them. And so we close that with good medicine. We're not thinking, oh, thank God my Uranus transit's over. Thank God my Pluto transit's over, which is kind of just what I see so much out there. It's just, they've missed the plane. They've missed the date with destiny.
0: Oh no, (laughs) I said exactly the same thing about my Pluto square.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. That's, that's that, that's that thinking that uh, which made wasn't i knew that there's more to astrology than than that you know that that sure it's it's not necessarily comfortable but but ever not comfortable ask the caterpillar that is a caterpillar and then has to eat lots of swan plant and and stuff itself until it turns into a chrysalis and then go through the dissolving disintegrating phase to become a butterfly um hardly comfort zone is it so evolution is not comfortable and and people like comfort so they will avoid the tr- of the invitation of the of the transits because they see change as frightening because most people are control freaks they want to control everything so they see change is threatening unless it's on their terms i don't like change unless i'm controlling the change
2: uh-huh. and
1: so you can't do that with the trances because they are the you know they're the dance they're the music and we just have to get okay is this rock and roll <laughs> is this a rock and roll or is this a waltz or what's the music that's playing
0: <laughs> is it a house <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. I guess. I guess a lot of us go through that process of feeling like, oh no, that's that's that. I'm so glad it's over, and kind of come into that. Oh, hang on, that's not working. How how can I take that opportunity? How can I learn from this? How can yeah. I really embody it? How can I sing that song? Yeah.
1: How can I participate <laughs> fully in my soul's evolutionary journey? Because that's what the transits are. That the a transit is an invitation to make a transition, to change, you know, a tran- transition, transit, same thing. Yeah. And so what is that transition I'm supposed to be making? You know, is it facing my fear? Is it, um, you know, what is it? What is it that needs to change? What story needs to change at a soul level? And I think that's the thing that's really important from my point of view. I mean, Obviously, I'm only speaking with my relationship with 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 astrology and transits. I'm sure there's astrologers out there who'll be thinking quite differently, but I don't care because I understand that 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 um, you know the power of astrology for our human soul is so misunderstood. And uh, so the the yes, seizing seizing the opportunity to make that next evolutionary leap and I I think um, I I had another vision once in terms of of transits and they really are like you know it's like a plane they're they're the next leap on our um, date with destiny you know and so it's like a plane lands and and we have an opportunity to go to a new place in consciousness, but we've got to have the ticket to get. We've got to have the passport and got to have the ticket to get on the plane, or else that plane's going to go without us. So every time it transit, you know, we get those those transits. Okay, there's there's the planes landed, and we've got our passport and we've got our ticket, um, but only if we pick that up. And then the plane is there for a while. And if we haven't boarded and got on board with the transit, got on board with that planet, then the planet will take off without us and we'll be left the same, thinking, oh gee, what's my life all about? I feel like I've missed the boat. I feel like I've missed the boat. So and and the people will say that unconsciously. I mean, I got shown a plane, but it's kind of no different. You know that saying, Mr. the boat, Mr. the plane." So, yes, they—they they are our our means, our our means to to take us. In, yeah, our dates with destiny. Every transit is a date with destiny. It's just, are we going to show up, <laughs> or are we going to kind of stay at home? in terms of our consciousness and stay the same mm.
0: so with all these changes and of course everyone's going through changes all the time it's not just midlife mm. I know that we spoke recently and um, when you <laughs> interviewed me <laughs> um, and I know that you recommended in your post um, something that could assist which was a specific first life flower essence um so this help with midlife, but I mean, and clearly you've talked about changing that soul story. I and I know that you've got all these academies and schools and and what what can you tell us about that kind of support? What tell us a little bit more about what you have in your toolbox that you're offering to people that might assist with them. Mm.
1: I'll do it in a in a chronological in <laughs> in a, in a, um, a, a chronological um, order, in other words, in the order that 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 they came into being. So there's first like flower essences of New Zealand, which are vibrational medicine. So vibrational medicine in the form of flower essences is is a very powerful tool when we're sort of wanting to, uh, that, that, to go on that journey of being proactive. You know, okay, we're feeling stressed, right, that's an inner state, so how can we bring that part of us into, into harmony? So flower essences is a very, very powerful way to start to proactively take charge and take responsibility so you don't feel like you are a ship being buffeted around by you know the changes within yourself or within the world. So flower essences bring us from a state of dis ease inside ourselves or disharmony to a state of um of of harmony. So that's just like flower essences of New Zealand. Um, the First, like natural health, which are a ready-made combination ones. So they're they're sort of just um, very accessible if you just just want something. You can take that and and, and without having to kind of think about it too much. Um Medicine and Center for Shamanic and Esoteric Studies is for those souls who are seeking to um, Remember, I talked about going within. They're seeking to go to, but to go within in an intelligent in an intelligent way, and to follow a pathway that progressively takes them through a series of evolutionary um, journeys, and so a, sequ- a sequential journey, a pathway. Uh, so there's an there's. I'm not sure how many courses there. There's the Healers course, um, Shamanic course, Advanced Shamanic course, Right of the Twelve Celestial Regents, Right of the Six Moons, um, Ritual of the Twelve Gates, or, and, and some of those are working with the planets. So you're working directly with the planets and going on a, on a, on a specific journey with them. Uh, there is Porter Alchemica, which is ritual. So ritual, of course, is a very powerful way to um, to to be uh, to step forth as the magician into the center of the wheel, as opposed to once again feeling like you're being buffeted around by what's happening. So we're using the power of ritual uh, to to be the magician of our own life and to affect change in the world. And then, of course, Esoteric Hypnosis Training Academy, which is very, very much focused on the soul as uh, having a, that each of us has a history and we've had many, many experiences and that we come into this world. In In the first time we are born, We have everything that we need to meet any of life's experiences, but the soul loses aspects of itself along the way. Along, through its many lifetimes, it loses aspects of itself along the way. You know, we might lose our confidence, lose part of our heart. So we become less than, less than, less than. And we develop old stories, soul stories, that are based on being less than. So the... um, Esoteric hypnosis training academy, and in particular the training called hypnotic protocol, esoteric hypnosis, equips um, our hypnotherapists to be able to assist souls to reclaim those lost bits of themselves that um, are, uh, are lessening, you know, mean making for a less than life uh, and. To place new stories back that are in keeping with the soul, with the soul's evolutionary objectives and with its destiny. So those are, are sort of the 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 main tools that that spirits directed me to offer, all of them assisting souls at whatever level you know it's like an eight and then there's me people can come to me there's not not a lot of opportunity for that but there is a little little windows so it's like um an eight-pointed star so there I am in the middle and there's the things that that divinity's said to radiate out into the world so different strokes for different folks
0: totally and I always find it fascinating to go oh what what's coming out next (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, I've, I feel from, especially since we've been talking so much astrology, that that um, Celestial Regents course just offered astrology from such a different perspective, mm. a really experiential perspective of like, mm-hmm. oh, so that's what Venus feels like. Yep. That's what Jupiter feels like, except I put on a lot of weight during Jupiter, so maybe I'll have to redo <sighs> that and make sure I don't. <laughs> um, but it was just fascinating, like a really mm. different way of connecting into astrology, not mm. in the headspace, and of doing the headspace as well, r- recalling what did that actually feel like? And yeah. I guess that's with the transits. What do those combinations feel like? Yeah. That's
1: exactly right, because when we're in the when we're in the in the mindset that the planets are separate from us and the transits are happening to us, then we can't possibly be in relationship with these vital archetypal energies which are actually part of us. So that's right. What what does Saturn feel like? It, it, completely different to what Uranus is going to feel like. So it's that's when the fun, serious fun, you know, because you know transits are, are are serious stuff. But that's when the serious fun starts. When we can, you know, um, if if any transit is 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 been most interesting for me, uh, the bigger ones, it, it's it's been Neptune because that one is. Um, you know, as I say, I've, I've got a, a, a strong Pluto and and um, you know strong strong planets, tr- strong transpersonals. And Neptune was kind of the little one that that was not the little one, but the one that uh, is is the most amorphous. Uh, but Neptune and I are on very good terms right now, so all's well. Oh, I love Neptune. <laughs>
0: Uh. <laughs> so oh. so
1: it's so it all comes to me it all comes down to right the transits are not happening to you sarah the transits are not happening to me franchelle um even though it might appear that way the transits are uh are, are, are calling my soul you know it, it's my soul that the transits are here for and they just have to kind of work through the personality vehicle that happens to be called Sarah or happens to be called Franchelle. but they've actually come to assist my soul and uh, and and to and to query what story I have, what old soul story that I'm I've, I've got locked in to consciousness that is out of order you know so mart is okay i'm holding a story that's in order with my soul but is fit is i'm holding an old soul story that's out of order with my soul and so the transits come along to to help us correct and rewrite that story which of course is where you know hypnosis esoteric hypnosis comes in because we are able to communicate directly with soul and souls able to, um, to give us the information that we need and to identify what needs to be changed so that we can embrace fully um, you know, the, the, something that is, 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 is a true, truer story, uh, not one that is a lie that we've told ourselves. You know, I'm less than or whatever it might be.
0: So how do people find you? Maybe they want to find out more about Martin Ismet or any of the <laughs> that you've talked so, about.
1: So I have a number of websites, but probably the best one is French is Frenchelle. So Franchelle.com. Uh, oh, it's it's and,
0: that, and I've been typing out your whole name all that time. <laughs> I'm still about old school. I type out the website name instead of Googling. You've no, got Franchelle.com. Yeah, well that's easy. It
1: <laughs> is easy, isn't it? com, and you'll find all of the schools are there and i've got a um a, a esoteric hypnosis uh, training course coming up in, in at the end of september so that's a 10 week 10 week training and that's working uh, that's a hypnotic protocol esoteric hypnosis which is soul retrieval and deep soul work which is the, the, what I've been talking about where we're learning how to take the client into a particular state of hypnosis. So we can dialogue with soul and we can work directly with soul to be able to change those old stories to find out what's going on um, and to uh, assist that soul to be uh, able to um, embrace um, you know the, the the fullness and magnificence. Um,
0: of its destiny. Thank you so much, Franchelle, and thank you, Spirit, for encouraging Franchelle here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the section of the show where I share some of my original music. I was fascinated by the analogy of transits as songs that Franchelle used. Well, I thought I might be able to write a song to that roomy poem about chickpeas that she spoke about. Didn't quite eventuate. So I'm sharing a song that shares its name with First Light Flower Essence Number 1, Pohutukawa. The summer blooming flower meant a lot to me when I reconnected with it after living overseas. Though, it means a lot to me connecting with it. All the time, especially when it's in bloom in December here in New Zealand. Um, and although it was written well before I'd heard of New Zealand first light flower essences, there is that correlation. Because I was really excited when I found out that essence number one was Pahutakawa, because I already had a song about it. This was written overlooking the ocean, slightly up the hill at mangafai Head's And it's from my 2007 EP called Saturn Return. Unravelling Midlife is brought to you from Aotearoa New Zealand by www.sarahmalowspence.com Theme music is by Sarah Malo Spence and Saraswati Marie Willis and art by Samantha Hepburn